Dave Gans, Senior Fellow Industry Affairs with MGMA. I'd like to welcome you to our first executive session, monthly series of discussions with healthcare leaders about topics that are leading changes across our industry. Healthcare leaders are well aware that investments in information technology are critical to their organization's success. Unfortunately, most organizations are very dissatisfied with their IT systems and practice executives are often not aware how they can improve their IT performance. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Marion Jenkins, founding partner at HealthSpaces, a consulting firm that focuses on helping healthcare organizations define and successfully execute viable technology strategies. Marion is a nationally recognized author and speaker with a master's and PhD degrees in mechanical engineering from Stanford University. He has decades of experience in strategy and build out of healthcare IT and business technology projects and is the ideal person to describe how organizations can improve their IT systems. Marion will also be my partner in presenting a concurrent session at the MGMA 2018 Annual Conference in Boston. Our session's titled, EHR Pain is Inevitable, but Suffering is Optional. Let's begin with a discussion on the relationship of the electronic health record to the organization's IT strategy. Marion, what do you think? Thanks, Dave. So, most organizations, their EHR is the primary application, but there's a whole host of other ancillary or add-on applications that typically enter into the mix. There's uh, file and data storage, there's email, there's billing and collections, there's PACs, there's lots and lots of integrations in addition to the EHR. In addition, there's more and more regulations that are being required and more and more is being asked of the EHRs. So what started out as a relatively small set of requirements has, has grown dramatically. We talked earlier about how the first generation of electronic health records essentially just automated what a paper medical record had. We've seen subsequent revolution on the electronic health record and, of course, adding even more complexity to the systems. So what is the current state on electronic health records and wh where do you think it is going? Because we're far beyond that automated paper. Well, unfortunately, they haven't progressed very far and there's a variety of reasons for that. One of them is that for the last several years, the EHRs have have been the primary repository for or engine to drive meaningful use and now MACRA and MIPS compliance. And so much of the, the so-called new functionality has really done little to improve patient care or improve the clinician patient experience. It's really been more what we would refer to as overhead, such as the meaningful use dashboards and things of that nature and more data collection. So. Unfortunately, the interfaces really are uh, not much better than they were 8 to 10 or even 15 years ago. And the other thing is because the technology is relatively old, it's very hard to make those technologies keep and, and be up to date with the kinds of technologies that users are used to with their smartphone apps, with touch and click and um, things that are much more user friendly. They're still very much sort of, like you said, a paper forms that's been automated and been electronified. Another issue, you know, practices are having to contend with quality reporting and it's become a major focus in many organizations as government or commercial payers are either mandating data be provided to them on the quality of uh, patient services or, and if they're 
practices do not provide this information, there may be a financial penalty. Of course, payers are also moving towards some form of value-based payment or population health goals. So this has current problems with a lot of practices. Looking at their current electronic health records, do they have enough information from the current system to get what they need out of that system? Uh, should they keep it or should they switch? So that's a question we get asked on a daily basis. In fact, if we had simply created a business to answer the question, is there a good EMR or an EHR out there that I should switch to? And if we charge, say, $200 every time we were asked that question, that would have been a viable business and we wouldn't have had to do anything else. The, the unfortunate answer is there is no one single system that is a magic or silver bullet that, uh, that people can gravitate to. Uh, what, what practices tend to confront is, should I pay for continuing upgrades on my existing system or should I go to a new system? And unfortunately, there's no one single answer that fits all practices. It really is a function of what the practice is trying to do, what their long-term goals are, and, and what are the problems that they're currently having beyond just uh, performance or feature functionality. It goes, goes way beyond that. You know, many electronic health records were sold on the concept of a paperless solution. Uh, I think the reality is very different. <laughs> <laughs> we see practices using more paper now than they were uh, uh, back in the day, even with electronic systems. A lot of that has to do with the fact that the practice maybe didn't kill off some of their old processes. Maybe they didn't really optimize properly. But there's still a lot of things that, uh, that are sorely lacking the other thing we see is a sprawl of more and more applications that are doing fewer and fewer things. Sometimes they're bolt-on applications that just do one or two things like uh, patient check-in or patient portal. And because the EMR vendors by and large have or use their engineering resources to deal with meaningful use and, and other regulatory requirements, they have not been able to keep up on some of those user-friendly things. So other vendors have come along and partnered with those EMRs. And so you end up with more and more systems, every one of which has to have an integration, every one has a cost, Everyone has, every one of those has loads on your system, whether it's internal servers or external, and definitely loads on your, on your network and storage. You know, uh, as we're talking about electronic health records, we also have to start thinking that the EHR sits as part of that larger information technology component for the practice that you just described. So, you know, what can an organization do to avoid redundancy? And also, how can they, you know, there's been good technological change. How can they embrace the right new technologies so that they can actually attain a better solution at lower cost? So, Dave, that's, that's really a great question, too. And, and, and the, the answer from our perspective is that organizations need to look at a holistic view of technology and not just look at, should I keep or, or change my EHR, or should I go to the cloud, or should I add a new, uh, you know, change my PAC system. They really need to look holistically across all business and clinical functions and come up with a holistic strategy. And there's, there's unfortunately... Practices tend to be kind of um, buried in the weeds in the day-to-day. -day. It's very hard to kind of stick your head up above the weeds and look at the long-term picture and create that long-term vision. So one of the things that we have done is they may, they may come in and say, we want, we want a new phone system that integrates with our EMR, or we want a new EMR system, or we want a new PAC system. And 
we take a step back and try to get the practice to focus on the bigger picture of how those initiatives fit in with everything that they're trying to do because this is a, a Gordian knot where if you pull in one area, it's going to unravel something else. So we spend a lot of time developing strategies around clinical systems, business office systems, back office systems. And the primary focus needs to be around improving, improving the relationship between the physician and the patient, the provider and the patient. Unfortunately, many of these systems are really focused on speeds and feeds and technology and features. And, uh, and we try to get away from that and get to really the fundamental issues of what do the users in the clinics and the business office and what does the C-suite need, what do the physicians need, rather than focusing on the tech. Now, what can a, an executive, what can a chief information officer, a chief operating officer do to try to improve workflow through technology as opposed to just add one more barrier to that? to work in the practice? Well, the first thing, there's several common mistakes we see. First is that people get to a certain point and get frustrated, and then they say, we want something new. They don't really spend the time just deciding what is, the, what is it that we want that's new and what are our most important criteria, which again goes back to you know, strategic planning and a, a scoring kind of mechanism or an evaluation mechanism. They tend to invite in uh, two or three vendors, and the vendors then drive the conversation. And people say, well, I really like what vendor X does, or I really like what vendor Y does, because it, it, they, that, that new vendor may solve a problem that the practice currently has, but the practice hasn't really thought through all of the other areas that they need to look at. So they, they really need to decide, A, what, what is it that they really, really want that the product to do for them? What are the requirements? What are the workflows that they want to support? How can they get better? How can they get more efficient? And it's not necessarily about cutting staff. It's really more about having that staff do more valuable and more productive things that really help the patient and the provider. So they need to decide what, what is it that they want and spend a great deal of time internally before they ever invite a vendor in. And then the last thing I would do is very... Um, good for the practice to create some scenarios of what they want the product to do. The vendors are very good about optimizing their demos towards the strengths that their systems have, and so they're going to come up with scenarios that, that uh, highlight those things. The practice needs to have their agenda is, is what's important, not the vendor's agenda. So the vendors are not evil, however, they don't have the practice's best interest. The practice is the only thing that has the practice's best interest. So, ask another related question. How does this relate to what an organization needs in its long-term information technology, strategic plan, and budget? So, it really goes back to the holistic comment that I made earlier, that the C-suite needs to work with the physicians and with the other stakeholders in finding out what are the critical items and, and, and prioritize and rank those. We typically uh, use a framework where we're ranking them in terms of risk, cost, and performance and have the practice executives sit down and, and score their existing systems, rank their existing systems using those parameters. And then whenever they evaluate new systems, uh, let's say you've got a system that's performing very poorly and a new system is going to cost, I'm just making it up, maybe it's going to cost $20,000 or $200,000. Then that helps you evaluate whether that reward, that potential reward is worth 
the improvement that you're going to see in those areas. So, uh, and then number two, you want to look and see what else is that going to either improve or break or eliminate. And the best thing that you can do is to try to do more with less, meaning have your existing systems you know, maximize their, their performance, maximize their functionality, rather than focus on one or two things that they don't do and try to get the maximum amount of information out of them. In fact, if, if anybody were to be doing a, an EHR evaluation, we would recommend that they, they put their current system as one of the vendors uh, and put them through the evaluation process so that they can have the same kind of scoring for them. You earlier talked about technology sprawl. So what options does a executive have to implement, to choose the right systems and implement new systems to avoid the sprawl? And how can a chief executive officer or chief operating officer work with their chief information officer to obtain the system? Well, I, I think any, any add-on or bolt-on product, any integration has to be justified very heavily by, by both vendors, by both the EHR vendor who, who wants to propose that you use this third party and by that third party vendor. And I think you need to look very closely from a financial standpoint, or what's the true cost of these integrations and ongoing support and ongoing maintenance and training and those kinds of things. And, and I think that, I don't think we've done enough in the industry of kind of demanding that the core, core product, the core EHR vendors do, do more. If you've gone to some of the specific vendor conferences, there are many, many sort of add-on or hanger-on kinds of vendors, you know, out in the, out in the lobby that are the partners of these systems who have, um, who have add-on products that are a little bit more user-friendly. How important is that user-friendliness? Uh, we would say from a patient standpoint, those things are very, very important. From a staff perspective, if it can save time and save money, then, you know, it's probably worth it, but you really have to go through it, go through that ROI. And actually, I've, I've walked the exhibit hall at the MGMA annual conference, and I see so many of the vendors, they have unique solutions for unique practices that add more complexity to the EHR, but they work. So, what you know, back to what should that chief information officer do when they have requests for adding on additional systems? You know, how can they make sure everything works together? So that goes back to the holistic approach and scoring and ranking and really evaluating is is this add-on product significantly better? Like I said, if it's twenty thousand or fifty thousand dollars or or a thousand dollars, is it is it significantly better? Does it improve? the risk, cost, and performance of the EHR are sufficient to justify the added expense and the added complexity and in entering into a, another agreement. Uh, you know, there's several examples, uh, patient check-in, patient portals, patient reminder systems. There's all kinds of vendors that who have built up around the EHRs because the EHRs, like I said earlier, have focused primarily around meaningful use and MIPS and MACRA compliance. They haven't really add, added the sort of user-friendly or sexy features and so these other companies have, have stepped in to fill the gap and that, that's not that's not always the best solution for practice. In a recent article I wrote for the MGMA Connection magazine, I examined what has happened with information technology costs and looking at the data that was reported by multi-specialty groups, uh, I found that the median tech information technology employee compensation cost per physician in the practice has increased 69% in the 
past 10 years. However, information technology, equipment, maintenance, and software costs has increased an astonishing 89%. Of course, to the practices who are paying these costs, this isn't a surprise. But my question to you, Marianne, is how can you afford to do all this when you're upgrading an existing system or migrating to a new platform with all the other demands on the practice? So that's a very bleak picture that you paint, and it is consistent with what we see. We're not, we're not as deep into the actual data uh, in terms of consolidating all that data, but it, it, it is consistent with, with what we see. It is, a, it is a bleak picture, as I said. However, there, there are several areas of, uh, that are bright spots. For example, newer technologies that are coming along that, uh, that, that are wraparound, there are some good technologies that you can use to layer on or put in front of or put around the edges of, of, of EMRs. The, the big issue here, though, is that it goes back to the holistic discussion and really the strategic planning of really identifying for the practice, where, where do I want to spend uh, my limited funds and how can I cause more, get more value out of this increasing spend or really ultimately uh, get that spending under control? Because I, I would say numbers of like what you're reporting, Dave, those, those numbers seem pretty out of control. And I don't see the satisfaction scores going up by, uh, by 69% or 89%. In fact, uh, to us, uh, they, they seem like they're going down. And what we read in the literature also indicates that. So... Fortunately, some things have gotten cheaper. Correct. You know, fortunately, you know, we know that we can find, uh, you know, storage on the web. Correct. You know, that's much cheaper than we could ever work in practice. We can find that you can work through web solutions that can eliminate the need to maintain a server farm in the practice. What what can a practice an organization do? Think about about it. What are some technology solutions? that are actually going to lower their long-term costs? So, great question, and you're exactly right. The, there are, the technology costs have, have, been, have gone down literally for, for 30, 40 years. In fact, the beginning founders of, uh, the, of Gordon Moore, who's one of the founders of Intel, postulated, it's not based on any science, but it's interesting how it's worked for nearly 40 years, that it's called Moore's Law, and that, that is that the performance and capacity and speed and everything else of, of any computer system roughly doubles every two years for the same cost. So we have cell phones and laptops that are that are more powerful than servers that were five to six years ago. So it is it is the case that practices are no longer investing in their own internal infrastructure, especially when the performance is increasing and the costs are going down. Having said that, it's it's very easy to go off and get this cloud solution and that cloud solution and get four or five solutions. And now, though, now all of those systems are sitting in disparate physical locations around the country, and now you have integration performance issues if you if you don't think about your PAC system being next to your EMR, or if your EMR needs to talk to your phone system for appointment reminders and things like that. So we can't stress enough how important it is to just look at this holistically and not go out and just try to solve today's problem. Well, let me ask one last question. It has to do with what can an executive in the practice do to assess their technology and build their a budget and strategic plan for IT for the future. Uh, also, related to that, I had a, 
interesting uh, session the, uh, not long ago where the speaker said, I'm not looking for another damn solution. I want a system. Yeah. So what can a, what can a healthcare executive do to get that system? Okay, so um, there is no one single company uh, or, or solution that is going to, to put all this together. Just to give you an example, you have a phone system, you have a PAC system, you have an EHR, uh, you have billing and collections, which sometimes is bundled with your EHR, you have lab systems, you have interfaces with uh, pharmacies, with you know, e-prescribing and things like that. So there's no one, you're never going to have a system. You're always going to have points of interface and points of integration. You want to try to get, maximize the functionality of your major systems and then make sure that the add-on systems or the ancillary systems are going to tie in and, and work with those the best you can. But it really comes down to the practice sitting down with them, if they can do it themselves or if they need, uh, you know, an outside entity who's got a, Kind of a bigger picture to help them define those strategic initiatives, ranking and scoring, get all of the functions that everybody needs from the billing office to the call center, to the lab, to x-ray, to the providers, front office, back office, get all of those requirements and all of those needs, if you will, into a sheet with some kind of scoring, some kind of uh, ability to synthesize those and rank them, and then they can develop a strategy from that. If they're just working on the pain of the day, the, the most recent pain, whether it's a, an office that network failed or losing phone calls in the call center because there's something wrong with the, with, with the phone system or uh, EMR or uh, billing reports not working correctly, as long as they're firefighting, which still has to be done, they've, you know, they've, they've, got to, they've got to inspect the building like the fire chief does. And, and fireproof the building while they're fighting the fires. Marion, thank you so much for your time. I believe our listeners will find this, this discussion most interesting. I look forward to our session at the MGMA Annual Conference when we're going to go even further depth on these issues and both of us be there in person where we can answer the questions from everyone in the audience. Thanks. Thank I look forward to it. Thank you.